On today's podcast, we're going to break down conference championship games, make some picks, and then we're going to get into the mess at Tennessee and Jimbo Fisher to Texas A&M. Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney, and with us today, our good friend and co-host, Lucas Jones. Lucas, what up, what up? What's going on, man? All ready to talk some college football. We got the conference championship games. Uh, So I put about 40 hours into building a fence last week. That's why we had no podcast last week. I am uh, apparently less than skilled at fence building, or not fence building. I did that fine. Gate building, not my jam. Really killed the podcast last week. And, uh, of course, deer season in Missouri. You're a much better hunter than I am, so and much more efficient. You got two deer, is that right? Yeah, I, I got two. We took three total at my place. Yeah, nothing nothing for me. I uh, did not have any luck, so uh, I just basically wasted a bunch of time. Sorry we've been kind of spotty on podcast here lately, but let's go ahead and dig right in, Lucas. The news just broke today that Jimbo Fisher is leaving uh, Florida State to go to Texas A&M on a $7.5 million deal or annual deal. Uh, you said it before we got on here to record why would he leave fsu i don't know he's either gotten stale or he thinks there's some sanctions coming or because i I just don't think tamu's a better job than florida state no and i mean they have all the money and the resources of the state of texas and i get that that's a that's very appealing but florida state man uh, they won a national championship, been to a Final Four, things that Texas A&M has not done in a long, long time. And well, really... Fisher, Fisher could have been Bobby Bowden at FSU. I don't think he was in any danger of losing his job, no matter what happened. Of course, he gets a, a punt on this season with uh, what's it, it's quarterback Francois. Yeah, DeAndre Francois. Getting, you know, getting hurt. Um, I, I just don't... You know, Florida State's and you know an easier as a whole. Maybe the I, I don't the know, ACC the had a good year, than, but the SEC West is tougher year in and yeah, year out. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Is the SEC the SEC West is the toughest place you can go in college football, and that's just because of Nick Saban. Oh yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know uh, the Gus Bus. The Gus well, Bus yeah, rolls. You know. LSU always is loaded with talent. Uh, Arkansas has good years every now and then. And the Mississippi schools put together a good run every once in a while. So it is, it's a tough, tough division. Uh, way tougher to me than even if Miami and Clemson are both good than anything you got going in the ACC right now. Yeah, you know, because Florida State will always be one of the top three programs in the ACC, you know, probably the top you know, historic wise, probably the one or two programs, but Florida state never has a problem being like top 15 recruiting class or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Even competing with Florida, Georgia and Miami for prospects, they don't have a problem with that. They just kind of had a down year. Um, I, I just don't see what's in this for Fisher unless he's, I don't know much about Jimbo. Like yeah. maybe he went to with his Tamu is alum, alumnus there. That I don't know. Yeah, that I can't Texas, answer. I don't know. Um, he could have his own. You know, speaking of guys that want to go where they you know came from, why would Malzahn 
ever go to Arkansas unless Auburn fires him. Oh, man. It is funny you were getting ready that you just said that because that was my next point that I wanted to get to. So I believe in – Hopefully we really stir up the Arkansas fan base because, you know, there's a there's a lot of Arkansas fans in our region here, southwest Missouri, northwest Arkansas. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're actually just as close to, to the University of Arkansas where we're at than the University of Missouri. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully we can stir up the fan base on this. I think – I'm going to take a completely different approach. I think that Gus Malzahn to Arkansas makes more sense than anything, and here's why. Gus – is from Northwest Arkansas. He graduated from high school at Fort Smith. He played at the University of Arkansas. He coached high school football in Arkansas. And let me uh, let me do some Wikipedia reading here, but I believe that he got his college football coaching start at the University of Arkansas. And he did. He was the offensive coordinator wide receiver coach in 2006 before he went to Tulsa. So, not just the fact that that's where he's from, Arkansas is going to pay him just as much money as Auburn. It's a safer job. And I say that because I, this is something that's kind of came up to me with uh, LSU firing Les Miles last year. If you remember right, Lucas, they were talking about firing Gus Malzahn earlier this year. And Auburn is absolutely but, rolling right now. Yeah, I mean, they beat Georgia, and then they win the Iron Bowl. Like, after they beat Georgia, you never heard another word about Malzahn. But then as we get closer to Iron Bowl, it's like, well, you know, they lose to Alabama, maybe. But, you know, catapulting up there in the top four or five, they, you know, it's like, well, you can't really fire him. He's doing a heck of a job. And now it's like, well, he beat Nick Saban, so his job would be safe for probably a couple more years. But Arkansas would be, if he's looking for job security, oh, yeah. Yeah, I just I just think the the combination of job security. I mean, he goes to a Final Four or wins an SEC at Arkansas. He probably has a job for ten more years. Ask Gene Chizik how winning a national championship at Auburn how much time that buys you a season. Yeah, that I mean that's true. I mean that's hard to argue there. So in in Arkansas, if he can beat Nick Saban. You know, they'll build a statue of him. Oh yeah, I mean they very well might. I I, thought, I I got a friend on Facebook. He's an old man, but he I don't know what paper he writes for, but he's an old sports journalist in Arkansas. And of course, you know, he's all about his, the Arkansas, and he's been on the Fire Belima bandwagon since like week four. And it, it's like just knowing from his attitude and the people he corresponds with, if they can just get an SEC West championship and appear in the conference finals game, Oh, yeah. Whoever coaching will have a lifetime contract. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that Gus Malzahn, when you add everything together, the job security, going back home, where he's from, where he's lived, and I I just think that those two alone, because he's going to make the same amount of money, he's not going to have any worse access to recruits, because if Arkansas can win, they can dip into Texas a little bit, they can dip into the Southeast a little bit. And there's a little bit of homegrown talent, you know, Little Rock area, uh, Memphis area. So I think that I think that it makes sense. You know, he can even dip into Oklahoma, really, because Tulsa is not that far of a drive from Springdale. You know, there's some good talent out in Oklahoma, too. I think that it just all makes too much sense for him not to go. I would go. Would, would you go? I just don't. I, I, I think I would stay at Auburn. 
I think it's a more prestigious job, and I think it gives him a better chance at national championship. But, I mean, I can see it. If he's for the job security and wants to go home, then, okay, that's fine too. Yeah. And- I, it, whatever he chooses makes is going to make more sense to me than Jimbo leaving Florida State. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, talking about guys going back home, uh, the rumor mill has just been – firing out there on Scott Frost, the UCF head coach. Uh, UCF is 11-0 right now, by the way, uh, on him going, Scott Frost going to Nebraska, which is where he's from. Uh, I saw where a local cable company got in contact with his mom to see if uh, Scott would want to come back home to the University of Nebraska. That is uh, that is investigative journalism at its best right there. Uh, yes. I think that we all know, I think even Richie and other Nebraska fans will admit that Nebraska is not the job that it was 20 years ago. Uh, much harder to recruit, uh, to get kids to Nebraska. Uh, the Big Ten, Wisconsin's good. Uh, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Penn State. I just don't think that Nebraska right now is a top-tier job. And I think that, you know, I'm not saying that it's not a bad job. It's But it, would you rather go to Nebraska or Arkansas, given the choice? all other things equal <laughs> Arkansas I, I believe yeah yeah I you mean know, I, I really do like you said since who was the coach for Nebraska all them years Osborne yep Tom Osborne yeah after he left it just kind of went down I mean they had a couple good years but they don't get the recruits like they used to um you know they're just not it's just not it just doesn't seem competitive right now and it would take a good coach to get them to, you know, Frost, you know. So if I'm, if I'm Scott Frost, I mean, I would take the Nebraska job over the UCF job because, I mean, he's undefeated at UCF and no one's clamoring for a playoff spot. But if he was undefeated at Nebraska, you know, he'd be in the, the Big Ten championship game with the playoff possibility. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree completely, and I think that Scott Frost would be a good hire for Nebraska. Makes a lot of sense. Um, thinking, speaking of jobs and head coaching hirings that I think make a lot of sense, Herm Edwards to Arizona State. I saw somebody just dump on Herm Edwards to ASU. Arizona State's not a power, but they're getting a guy. We all know Herm's got a lot of enthusiasm. He's coached in the NFL. I just good name recognition for your new head coach. I don't know what more you want out of a head coach hire for Arizona State. What do you think, Lucas? Yeah, I mean, I don't see what other kind of splash they would make. Like they're gonna get some some uh, no name offensive coordinator, maybe that no one really knows. Um, I mean, there's a chance that they could get you know a high profile coordinator, but. Herm Edwards is a splash. He's going to be able to say, hey, I know the NFL. He played in the NFL. Yeah. Like, I got the connections. Like, some recruits care about that. Oh, absolutely they do. Um, Because other head coaches in in the NFL will take Herm Edwards' phone call. Absolutely they Um, will. So, you know, I think it's a good move for him. And he's had nothing but good things said about him from people that's worked with him. Yeah, about how parents and recruits would trust him, and that he's a stand-up guy. I have no reason to believe he's not. Um, so you know, for Arizona State, I you know, good hire for them, I think. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, so the big the big splash made out west was Chip Kelly to UCLA. I think that Chip Kelly won a lot of football games at Oregon. And Oregon, you want to talk about it, they never had top 50 recruiting classes. And he wrote, steamrolled the Pac-12, made it to a couple of championship games, uh, maybe a championship game in a Final Four, a couple of Rose Bowls. I think that, uh, you know, it's a good hire. You're going to have way, way more talent even being little brother to USC at UCLA than you would in Oregon. Uh, Chip Kelly obviously still wants to coach. What do you think, Lucas? Do you think that it made sense, or do you think it would have made more sense for him to try to go to Florida or Tennessee or somewhere like that? Oh, no, it made way more sense for him to go out west. He's comfortable out there. He he knows how to recruit out there. Um, he's got, you know, as much money as Phil Knight sinks into Oregon. I can't imagine UCLA not giving Chip Kelly whatever he needs to build UCLA into a powerhouse and probably, you know, honestly become big brother to USC at this point. Uh, you know, you USC, they're always going to get their players too, but Chip Kelly's a high-profile name, especially out in the Pac, what are they, 12 now? Yeah, Pac-12. The Pac-12, and, you know, the thing is, he's going to succeed um, maybe not, you know, he probably needs to, you know, most coaches don't come in their first year and just dominate, but especially that UCLA is going to be losing their quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but his, his play style works in college. It works in the Pac-12. I think it's a good hire for him. He probably has an easier, an easiest, eh, you know, I'm not going to – he's probably – yeah, it's probably an easier path to the Pac-12 to play off in the SEC, um, you know, as long as they can keep, you know, one loss – you know, two losses, you're almost out nowadays in the 14 playoffs, so. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But you, you got to think that the Stanford head coach, he's probably going to the NFL at some point. David Shaw, um, yeah, he, he would yeah, be a good NFL Wa- candidate. Washington, you know, their coach, at some point, you know – he went from Boise State to Washington, correct? Yep. You Chris know. Peterson, love the guy. Washington's not his last stop in his career. He might be thinking SEC at some point. Oh, I'm going to disagree. If Michigan job opens up, I don't know. I mean, he spent all those years at Boise State when he could have went to sunnier places. I think that he's just one of those like North, Pacific Northwest guys, and Washington's his calling. Well, it may be, and he may feel like that's the best spot for him. Um, but, you know, I do think the Pac-12 offer is an easier path for oh, yeah. Absolutely. a high-profile head coach. I mean, obviously, if you're a coach that wants to go up against the best, you go to the SEC West. Um, but you see what happens if you don't win in two or three years, you're out the door. Absolutely, you do. So, uh, speaking of SEC West head coaches, one left to go to the SEC East. Dan Mullen went to Florida, and I think that is an A++++ hire for Florida. I love Dan Mullen. I Earlier this year, I called him, which I believe he is, the second best head coach in the SEC. Maybe not now that Jimbo's at Texas A&M, but he's a good head coach, and he's way better than what Florida has limped to the barn with the last few years. And I think that with his – what he was able to do in Mississippi State with the talent available in the state of Florida and, you know, just that program, I think it's going to be a good hire. I think Florida is going to get good in the next couple of years, and they're going to stay good. 
Yeah, I think he, you get a guy that's familiar with the SEC. He did wonders with a, you know, with Hell State there. Um, you know, some say he might have got lucky with a few of the recruits he's got and, you know, kind of a sleeperish quarterback and Dak and things like that. But that's the kind of stuff you have to have to succeed in SEC anyways. But yeah. he brings that experience, and now he's getting a mega budget on a team on you know on on Florida who has national championship pedigree, you know, good hire for them. Uh, they're pro- I think I honestly think Dan Mullen was probably a better fit for Florida than Chip Kelly. Yeah, and and that that could absolutely be the case. I think that uh, Dan Mullen has been there before. If I remember right, he was uh, OC under Urban Meyer. Uh, yeah, back I think in the day. so. Uh, speaking of OCs or coordinators under Urban Meyer, uh, Greg Schiano was apparently in talks to be the next head coach at the University of Tennessee. Uh, Clay Travis and some Tennessee fans, even Tennessee legislators, got involved and prevented that from happening, which is a good move for the University of Tennessee uh, because I, Greg Schiano, man, he's just one of those guys that everybody that played for him hated him. And I don't know why you want that. Like, he never won. Like, he couldn't win in the Big East at Rutgers on a consistent level. And then he got fired from Tampa Bay. I, you know, I get the urban connection, but I just, that's not a guy that I would want leading my program if I had a choice. Okay. So here's where I'm at on that. Okay. I do think he was the wrong hire for Tennessee. They should not have had no business wanting to hire him. The stuff about the Penn State connections and stuff, so many holes in that story to even hold that against somebody. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't I, even think about that. I'd whenever. stay away from that, Yeah. but he was the wrong hire. The thing is, though, he's got two of the best coaches in the world that backs him 100% in Bill Belichick and Urban Meyer. So he's got something going for him, but Tennessee is the wrong hire. Or it would be the wrong place for him to go. He's not going to turn that program around. They, you know, honestly, I think I'm just going to throw it out there. I think Lane Kiffin should come back to Tennessee. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that everybody would like to see that at this point. Tennessee man, uh, they fired John Curry today, uh, which the athletic director who was apparently the athletic director at K State that ran off Frank Martin. So that was a terrible decision. Uh, yeah. And then he blundered the Shiano hire. Like I said, I'm with you. I left the whole Penn State thing aside. I just I went on based on his old players hating him from when he was at Rutgers. Uh, things that uh, I had read. I don't remember if it was Ian Rappaport or don't quote me on that. But someone had written about going to Rutgers to scout whenever he was there. And it was just a miserable time. Like when you uh, go to... Greer. Who was it? Albert Breer. Okay, Albert Breer. Okay. Ian Rappaport was like 100% for Shiano getting the Tennessee job. Okay, okay. I, I got that mixed up. But anyhow, I didn't think it was a good fit. I don't think it's a good hire. Uh, they're now uh, reportedly pursuing Jeff Brom from, from Purdue, who I think is a great head coach. But if I'm him, I'm hanging out at Purdue for another year or two. Because... Did Mike Leach say no? Because I heard they were pursuing him too now. Um, I have not heard anything on that. There are so many reports coming out of Knoxville right now. Uh, the rumor was that Phil Fulmer is going to be the new athletics director. Phil Fulmer, whom they ran off, you know, a decade ago, and the program has been in shambles since then. Uh, 
is now returning to be the athletics director. Uh, hopefully he can kind of get this under control. Hell, he might just coach the team this year to try to just let some of that poison off the program and then Maybe hire a head should. coach. And I think that that actually makes great sense. Uh, coach the team for a year, kind of let all this Shiano stuff pass, and uh, then go look for your next head coach next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that at this point is a terrible option. Um, they probably should never ran him off in the first place because um, the thing is they've never been able to find a coach that was better, which was what I thought LSU's problem was with fire and less miles. Oh, Who's yeah, absolutely. That better? And that's what happened to Tennessee, and LSU should have looked at that real hard because Tennessee has a $100 million a year budget or whatever for their football program. They always have top ten recruiting classes, even with the shitball coaches they've had yeah. through there. So you can't tell me that Tennessee would not be an attractive job. There's a lot of people that you know that I've seen on Twitter, whether it be our Missouri fans or Alabama fans and and other SEC fans or whatever, that just dogging the shit out of Tennessee right now. Tennessee's a good job if you can get a good coach because they have the budget and they have the recruits. Yeah, like. It's a good job, but there's so much poison on that shit right now because they've bungled so much in the last decade. And, that, you know, yeah. some of that's probably, you know, I think Lane Kiffin, that's been almost, that's going on like freaking seven or eight years now. Yeah, he's been at uh, USC, like he's, he's uh, Alabama since. A little bit. Yeah, he's FAU. He's a hell of a lot more. He's doing great things at Florida Atlantic, but everyone knows Lane Kiffin's not going to stay there forever. Yeah. Like, I feel like him coming back to Tennessee would be a godsend for Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I mean, if I'm Phil Fulmer and I don't get the right guy, like, hell, let Brady Hope coach him for the next year. Don't give him some stupid Ed Orgeron deal, but just have him be the interim for the full year and then go hire the right guy because it's better to not hire anybody than make the wrong hire because they're yeah, going to. Maybe Brady Hope turns out to be a good coach down there. I don't know, yeah. but I do think they probably need. No, it doesn't sound sexy right now, but after a year of it, you know, maybe it does. But I do think they need some sort of bridge, and they need to focus on getting a coach next off season because they'll likely be good coaches looking for jobs next year. Or some, you know, maybe. Yeah, I don't think James Franklin would leave uh, oh, Penn State, but no. man, if he wanted to, yeah. They could probably pay him ten. They would probably offer him ten million dollars a year to leave Penn State to come to Knoxville. Right. And do you like how all this John Gruden stuffs died down? Like no one's even talking about him no more. But I'm convinced he's going back to the NFL. So. Yeah, and that that makes sense. I think that's probably where Gruden's I mean, heart's at. Monday Monday night football ratings is tanked. I've watched a few Monday night football games this year, but the McDonough guy that took Mike Tirico's spot. Oh yeah. He's terrible. Yeah. And John Gruden, you can tell, like sometimes he still gets amped up like he does about certain players or every player. But he he sounds to me it sounds like he's checked out. Like I think he's ready to jump back into football. And I think, you know, Tampa Bay could be interested in him. They're gonna be looking for a coach and Indianapolis will probably be interested in him because he's only gonna go somewhere that's got established quarterback. James oh yeah. Andrew Luck. There you go. John Gruden's getting a job this winter. Mark my words. Yeah, I, th I think that you're completely right. So, all right, Lucas, let's uh, let's pick just a quick pick of the uh, conference championship games for the Power Five. Uh, Stanford, USC tonight. Who you got? Um, 
man, let's. I'm going to go USC just for the fact that Sam Donald needs some uh, needs to pad his resume just a little bit more. Yeah, I uh, I picked USC, so I'm going to stick with it. Even though the way that Sanford looked against Notre Dame last week, they could absolutely roll USC tonight, and I wouldn't be surprised. Big 12, Oklahoma is a win and you're in to the playoff, in my opinion. They got TCU. Lucas, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with my boy Baker Macefield. Oh, yeah, Boomer Sooner. Uh, ACC, I think that the winner of this is going to the college football playoff. Miami Clemson, go, Lucas. (laughs) My heart says Miami. My brain says Clemson. <laughs> yeah, I am in the exact same situation. The U, Mark Richt, I couldn't love that program anymore, but I just think that uh, Clemson's going to be too much. I think Clemson wins it, and they go on to the college football playoff for the third year in a row? Look at Dabo go. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Dabo lost shitload of guys to the NFL last year. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the better quarterbacks in – college football and you know honestly Watson looked like probably top 10 quarterback in the NFL before he got hurt so you know Dabo we've said it for a long time we feel like he's going to Bama when Nick Saban hangs it up but you never know like maybe he decides to turn Clemson into an Alabama but you know but to Miami fantastic job I told Randy the other day I was like yeah that loss sucked but you know from what Miami had been the last 10 years this season's a step in the right program and the U is back yes the U is officially back uh also Mark Rick the most uh senior head coach of the three big Florida schools (laughs) crazy yeah crazy um Auburn Georgia I'm gonna go I'm gonna pick first I'll go Auburn this is tough um have you heard anything about carry on Johnson is he playing is he good to go I, I don't know um, obviously, that's going to factor in a little bit. Um, man, I, honestly, it's so hard to pick Georgia. I got to go with Auburn. Georgia just seems a Georgia shit. Yeah. It's so hard to, like, I, I, I'm going to go with Auburn. Because I think if Auburn wins, that, that makes Alabama a better chance of making the playoffs. Yep. And finally, now, I think, and I, I wrote on this on Sunday in my uh, weekly college football blog, uh, I think that if Oklahoma, Auburn, Clemson, and Wisconsin win, that those four are your playoff teams. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of fight back or a whole lot of pushback on that. I think that if those four teams win, they're all in. I don't think they're all four going to win, and there's going to be a lot of debate. And this is the game that could cause the most debate. Wisconsin, Ohio State. Lucas, I'm going with Wisconsin just because I hate Ohio State and I don't want them to get in. Who you got? I mean, I I think that uh, Ohio State wins, which which causes a lot of controversy. I think that Paul Christ and Wisconsin have kind of been shat on all year. They're still undefeated uh, without a whole lot of love. But Ohio State probably does have more talent. But I I'm just gonna pick the Badgers. I think that uh, Oklahoma, Auburn, Wisconsin, and Clemson could be a fun. Uh, college football playoff. I know that you're a Bama fan. I know we have a lot of Bama fan listeners, but uh, the world won't end if Nick Saban misses one college football playoff for the first time, I believe. Is that right? I think it would be. Um, but we need to talk about if Ohio State wins. 
because <sighs> if Ohio State wins, Alabama should get in. I completely agree. I think that if because, if Ohio State wins, that Alabama should get in ahead of Ohio State. But you know Ohio State fans are going to be like, oh, no, we should definitely be in because we're a conference champion. And if a two-win Ohio State team makes the playoffs over a one-loss Alabama team that lost to the SEC champion, I'm going to be outraged, but I will say what I said in fucking September, that the committee – will always err on the side of Ohio State no matter how many losses they have. Yeah, and you said that from the beginning this year and we all we I agreed on that. I think Anthony has said something on that too. I uh, I think it's terrible. I think it's bullshit that uh Ohio State gets this lovers pass from the committee. Uh but when you look at it at the end of the day, I know that they're going to be your Big 10 champs, but Alabama will have one loss to the number 2 team in the country, Auburn. And uh, what was that? A thirteen point loss? I mean, it was it was respectable. I don't even know if it was that big, but Maybe it was. Then you have Ohio State, who lost by thirty one at Iowa. Not 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 trying to crap on Kurt Fairwitz's program up there. You know they do their thing year in and year out. And who is their other loss to? Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay, so Oklahoma's a good loss, but then so. Basically, the Oklahoma loss and the Auburn loss cancel out because that's two top four teams. Then you throw in Ohio State's 31-point loss to Iowa, and Alabama just doesn't have anything like that on their resume. I think you absolutely have to let Alabama in. Well, neutral field, Alabama's favored against any team. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then you got to factor in that, you know, and I personally have not read the – playoff committee's mission but per clay travis it's they're supposed to take the four best teams throughout the season you know to take in everything all the bodies of work and everything and not just who's the conference champion so if that is true like i said and i have not read the playoff committee mission statement but if they're to take the best teams in the nation I don't think you can argue that Alabama is not one of the best teams. Even if Wisconsin does win, I know they're undefeated, but Alabama's better. I'm not a Big Ten fan. I do like Wisconsin as much as you can like a Big Ten team. I think it would be outrageous if they go 13-0, and win a conference title, and get left out. I think that that should be one of the, like, your – you go undefeated, you win your conference in a Power 5 conference, you go to the playoff. I think that you earn that right if you don't lose a game and you win your conference, that you have earned the right to play for a national championship. Maybe. I'd have to go look at the playoff committee's mission statement. If you take the best teams, then I, I would have a little bit of an argument with you. Um, but, you know... The, I think the playoffs need some tweaking. Maybe not eight teams because four teams is made for some exciting games coming down the stretch. Yeah. But with if if the conference championships are going to mean something, like if, say, Ohio State wins and the playoff committee goes, well, since Ohio State won the Big Ten and Alabama didn't win, Ohio State team with two losses and one terrible loss to Iowa gets in over a one-loss Alabama team who lost to the number two team in the nation – who won the SEC championship, then they need to have five playoff spots for each of the conferences 
and then have an at-large spot and have 16 playoffs with the one and two teams getting a bye or something like that. Yeah, I've said that if they want to go that route where they put that much on the conference championship, then they should have, I think, 18 playoff. You have your five conference champions, and you have your next best three. Now, everybody's always going to argue over the next best three because that's life. People argue over who gets in and who shouldn't or, or you know, who deserved it and didn't get in in the NCAA so tournament with 68 every year with three at-large <laughs> Every year. But, well, I mean, we'll this year this, this year it would probably it would likely be uh, Alabama, Ohio State, and if either Miami or USC, in my opinion, if you yeah, have a, a eight-team playoff. Or what USC would be an uh, be an automatic in winning if they won the Pac-12. But I, I, I think that that's a – you know, you have they have a month between conference championship games and the semifinals. Two weeks in between, have your quarterfinal game. It's not rocket science; it can be done. Oh yeah, I agree. But Lucas, uh, I think that's about all I have on college football. I think we've had some great banner. I think we've had some great discussion on everything going on. Uh, if you guys. Like listening to us, check out fumblingpunter.com. We are going to try to get a little bit more regular on uh, our podcast. Uh, Next week, just want to do a little teaser here. Lucas, you want to do a uh, uh, Hall of Fame podcast on Monday? Yeah, we need to. Okay, so next week we're going to get a Hall of Fame podcast where we basically uh, just shit on the Baseball Writer Association of America because that's essentially what it's going to be on my end. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to shit on the Hall of Fame committee and the and the baseball writers both, just so just so everybody knows. Okay, I think it's going to be fun. Lucas, thanks for joining us today. Everybody, have a great weekend. We'll see you guys next week.